So what is empathy and why is it very different than sympathy? Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy, it's very interesting. Teresa Wiseman is a nursing scholar who studied professions, very diverse professions where empathy is relevant and came up with four qualities of empathy. Perspective taking, the ability to take the perspective of another person or, or recognize their perspective as their truth. Staying out of judgment, not easy when you enjoy it as much as most of us do. <laughs> Recognizing emotion in other people and then communicating that. Empathy is feeling with people. And to me, I always think of empathy as this kind of sacred space when someone's kind of in a deep hole and they shout out from the bottom and they say, I'm stuck, it's dark, I'm overwhelmed. And then we look and we say, hey, climb down. I know what it's like down here. And you're not alone. Sympathy is, ooh, <laughs> it's bad, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, you want a sandwich? <laughs> um, empathy is a choice, and it's a vulnerable choice, because in order to connect with you, I have to connect with something in myself that knows that feeling. Rarely, if ever, does an empathic response begin with at least. I had a, yeah. And we do it all the time. Because you know what? Someone just shared something with us that's incredibly painful, and we're trying to silver lining it. I don't think that's a verb, but I'm using it as one. We're trying to put the silver lining around it. So I had a miscarriage. Oh, at least you know you can get pregnant. I think my marriage is falling apart. At least. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Jay Brooks, Willie F., welcome to Whatever It Takes. Huh? Whatever It Takes. Whatever It Takes. Oh. Whatever It Takes to get this podcast on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People would only people can only imagine. <laughs> people can only imagine. But we're here. How was your week? <sighs> My week was, I was out of town. Now I'm back in town, seeing. Uh, you come back every day when you were. No, you, no, no. You no, weren't no. that far, but no, I wasn't far that far. It, it was an hour. And a, it was a hundred miles, by exactly like a hundred miles. And I, and I ain't come back until Wednesday. Came oh, back okay. Wednesday. Okay, that makes sense. I had, I had to do some do some shit in the office Thursday. You know, called called the end game Friday, and mine's just been blown all weekend. Okay, okay, kind of. I mean, once again, I mean, even though I haven't seen it, we would have been talking about it on the show. Anyway. And, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil it, but next week I'm on y'all motherfucking. Ass. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. You know, uh, three hour movie. I mean, shit. You see how long it took me and Sean to break down us. So three hour movie. We be sitting here all day. I don't really think. I don't think it's breakdown a breakdown is necessary. Movie, but no. just you know, you talk about the parts you like and the stuff that could have been better. You know, uh, like I said. I, I've seen maybe 70-30 as far as like people you know liking it and not liking it, but it's, it's still about 75%, so I, I think that's realistic. I mean, you're always good. I mean, people are hard to please, and I, I've always said that, you know, this the, the general audience is just it's unpredictable these days, bro. You just you just don't know. Like, I, I can't think for other people. That's why I always just say put out a product that you like. And I'm pretty sure the Russo brothers like their product. I hope so. You know? But, how, 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 was your, how was your week? 
Oh man, I, I, it was not to be inconsiderate or anything. No, 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 it was enjoyable. I mean, I, you know, I had that game on Tuesday. You know, we, we we didn't we didn't see success. I mean, individual success, but like, how's the league going overall? It, 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 I was duped. I was definitely duped. I mean, shit, it's it was it's t- the team we gonna play this week. Shit, like a bunch of ex college players. That's like twenty three and twenty four. I'm like. I thought this was like a grown man league. Oh, so it's more competitive than you yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought I thought it was gonna be you know like you know like pick up like a really recreational. I mean, I was guarding a dude that was nineteen the other, the other day. I'm like, the fuck, like. <laughs> you should have put your son on the team. You huh? know what I'm saying? Like, I, I should have might as well. But um, it was still fun. We still we still we still did our thing and like like they knew. I mean, we we had seven players. They had ten, and like they knew. They was like, oh, these dudes over. Oh, we, we, run we just gotta run them. Yeah. You know, and, and even then, like, it was still fun because I haven't actually did organized ball to where, like, I'm driving to the lane knowing I'm gonna draw a foul. Or I'm looking at the ref, like, really? <laughs> like, seriously, you know? Like, I haven't done that in years, and, like, that that was fun. So, um, sort of like what we talked about last week, I still feel like it's a, deal, a good networking tool. You know, still, I mean, I ran into people I haven't seen in a minute. You know, I seen people in my area that I like seen around. It was like, oh damn, you be in here? I was like, shit, it's my first time in here. And the facility we're we're at is fucking beautiful. So is this one of them new gym facilities? Oh, that bitch been up. Like, I've oh. been uh, it's Villa Sports out there in the woodlands. Like that bitch been up. It's is, that, just, is that is that Chris Paul's complex? I know he got something out there in the woodlands. I don't know exactly what shit, it is. I, though. I wouldn't know. I know he's not far from there because you know he's by like that where his where his son was going to school was not far from where we were, which is the private school around there, but. Now, I, I haven't heard any ties about that. I just know mem- membership there is one thirty a month. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's man, yeah, yeah. It's to me, it's a, it's an over glamorized lifetime. But at the same time, you got a fucking coffee shop in the front. You know, it's just it's done up. It, it, it's, done it, up. it's designed to spend five hours at the gym. Bruh, it's yeah, it, it's nice, man. I think I think everybody just like the fact that you both got to walk away with free towels. I'm like. Like I said, it's 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 over glamorized lifetime. Why is a sucker for free shit? Bruh. I mean, and that's why a lot of these gyms are popping up and trying to go that route. Like we had, a, I got a lifetime that just popped up by me, and I think lifetimes are are life, uh, not lifetime, but LA Fitness that just popped up by me. And I literally have never been in an LA Fitness that didn't look like they're literally copy and paste. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. You go in there, you look upstairs, cardio, like it, they all look the same, but. They caught on recently and was like, you know what? We're going to add one extra amenity, maybe like a massage parlor, and then we're going to throw signature up there. That way we can charge people more. Yeah, that, that way the membership go from 75 a month to 100 a month. Exactly. You know, but I tell anybody out there, man, it's really about, it's not really about the gym you go to. It's it's the time you go. Because any gym can really, you could go in any gym and be fucked with, when it comes to availability of equipment. And obviously the ones that cost ten dollars a month, you're pretty much probably fucking between four to nine on average. So unless you're in that bitch early morning or late at night, it don't really matter what gym you go to. See, that's that's on the weekends I'm an early morning person. Gyms, yeah. Like my alarm always goes off at five thirty. But on the weekend, when it has no reason to go off at five thirty, I'm like, look, let me go ahead, like this hour and a half out. Mm-hmm. I got the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. I can I can catch this nap. I can do whatever I want to. But I'm everything, fitness wise, is done pretty much by seven o'clock. Oh yeah, I'm that's, just drinking water. That's a luxury. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to hoop this morning, but the gym, the gym that we usually go to, they're redoing the floor. I, I don't know if they're redoing the floor or just like stripping and waxing it. It's, it's been it's been closed for a week, so it's kind of annoying. So we went somewhere else and. 
you know, we, we still was able to hoop a little bit, but yeah, it is what it is. And, and, and another takeaway I took from playing in that league is the biggest difference between, you know, playing in this league and playing five on five with the boys on Sunday is five on five with the boys on Sunday, you can go at a certain pace. Sometimes you can even walk if you need to. <laughs> but when you're playing with these, these guys that's running and gunning, and you kind of see why, you know, intense cardio and, 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 and strength and conditioning is a, a focal point with NBA players. Like, you got to be able to go. You know, you can't you, – when you're – if you're in there for eight minutes, you, they're, they're, they're needing you to go for a full eight – for a full eight minutes, whether you're six one or seven foot. No, no dropping back into a zone. Nah, nah, man, nah. Nah, none of that shit. You better – you got to be able to go, man. You get, that's why LeBron was cramping up. Yeah. You know? But, hey, um, we haven't done this in a long time, but um, – How'd you feel about the intro, man? Uh, the intro clears up a lot of stuff. Because yeah. I, I think people just naturally confuse sympathy and empathy. And unless you just look up the, de- the definitions of them or really just know what the words are, then you really can't understand the difference between them. Yeah. And like the conversation I had with you, like a lot of the times you sympathize for somebody when... You really shouldn't, I guess. You you kind of feel sorry for for stuff that they got themselves into. Explain. I, I mean, just like you know, people. Will, man, you know, I quit my job and this new job that I got. You know, it's not what I thought it was going to be, and I want my old job back, and I can't go back. And you kind of looking at them like, damn, man, that sucks. I feel you know, I feel sorry for you. You know, anything I can do to help, and it's kind of like. Wait, you you put yourself in that situation. Oh yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. or to take to another extreme, like you get into two relationships and you know, like, you know, how I left this other relationship to get into this relationship, you know, thinking it was gonna be better because, you know, I seen all the good this person does and I knew all the bad stuff this person was doing. Now I see the bad stuff that the new person is doing and it's worse than what the old person oh, was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens. Oh, like, no, I'm sorry, you you're not you're not happy, but it's kinda like you made that decision on your own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. why are you looking for people to feel... I mean, I'm not necessarily saying you're looking for people to feel sorry for you for you or anything like that. I was just looking at myself because I'm one of those people that, you know, damn, I do feel sorry for you. Well, you know, I wish I could do something to help you instead mm-hmm. of just saying, you know, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just give I mean, them that... I, I, I definitely think that... I, I say it all the time, and the reason I feel like that intro was dope was because I know on this show I've said it numerous times that I feel like this current society we live in, the the lack of empathy is like, it's like loud, it's clear, it's in your face. Like, people, you know, people that just are empathetic towards other people, like, even if it's genuine, it's hard to tell because every, all the communication these days is digital, and it's so far. Like, you're not in reach of anybody, so I kind of feel like that genuine empathetic uh, emotional transfer is not really there these days because people aren't as connected as they think they are like people people tend to um, how do I say people tend to truly believe that there is a connection with this internet friend and the reality is no matter how much you go back and forth with this internet friend I don't think that it's ever going to be as real as that physical interaction or those face-to-face uh, conversations that you have. Like, I'm not downplaying the internet connections because you could really make some real good acquaintances online. But at the same time, I think where, where empathy plays a, you know, a huge role is it's 
it's it's it's more than just words. Like I like the part where she said, you know, a person was like, you know, dang, you know, like my my my, my dad just died. I'm in a real dark place right now. And then the person's like, damn, uh, I'm, I'm going to come down there with you, you know, because I've been there before, and I'm just here for you. And I kind of just imagine somebody, you know, just putting their hand on my shoulder. Yeah. And then just sitting there, just both of y'all heads just drop. I feel like that's a real, that's a real moment. I think, I think, you know, the sympathetic, you know, part of it can be a lot easier online maybe because I think sympathetic is thoughts and prayers. Yeah, easy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something easy. Yeah, you know, like it's like uh, sim- sympathy is something easy that some people just dish out and move on to the next. Pretty much. Damn, like, man, that's fucked up. You know, I'm 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 praying for you. Yeah. Move along. Yeah, you you want you want a hoop Tuesday or yeah. you want you want you want a sandwich? <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, you move along. So, all right, all right. So does that change anything else we got planned? Exactly. For this week? Like, exactly. how does that affect me? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for example, like I said, thoughts and prayers. Like I believe there was a. a uh, synagogue shooting in, in uh, San Diego uh, yesterday and I mean you know first thing these uh, blue checks on Twitter do you know they, they're grandstanding showing their sympathy but they're not really empathetic though you Pray, can sense it pr- prayers for hashtag whoever yeah and then, and then it becomes a, it becomes a political debate who can who can be more sympathetic you know <laughs> they, because they know that there is no true empathy there because when it's all said and done they are gonna go back to their golf courses, they're gonna go to their happy hours later that day. They're gonna go back to their families, and their lives are gonna go on. But understandably, everybody shows love, everybody shows care a different way. But from my standpoint, it just seems like we're in a we're just in a less empathetic society, just based on the fact, you know, the the, the connections are becoming further and further. I feel I feel like nothing is ever going to equate to that. To the, to the to the 20th century version of real connections. I mean, everybody knows what a pen pal is, and you. I felt like a way that you knew that that pen pal was probably really connecting with you was the amount of words that were on those letters. Like you doing four or five page letters to this person. Like there's real emotion there. You're not getting that online these days. You getting no. You getting what 240 characters and you moving on at the best. 240 characters of emptiness, of <laughs> small talk. You know, and it's just like it. You, I like. I'm just gonna keep saying I don't feel a real connection. That's why. That's why the shit that I see now. That's why I think it's so easy for people to to be so numb to each other because they know deep down in their heart, like nigga, I don't know you. And then like, it's like my nigga, you. Who are you? You're yeah. heir to me. Like I, I mean, you you mean nothing to me. Yeah, like but before like before we got on the show, you, you know, you, you mentioned you mentioned the group chat and like basically how I responded, and I feel like no matter whether I'm attending something or not, I still feel like it's a part of me. It's a part of my nature that if I'm if I'm really genuinely looking at my phone and I see somebody say, hey, you know, hey, we we trying to get this thing together. You know, we trying to get a head count. Going or not, I feel like as a human being with you know common decency, I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, I can't make it. I mean, I mean, because people are, people are well, I assume since he didn't say anything, he's not going. Yeah, you can make that assumption, but at the same time, what what does it take me other than five seconds to hit you with the no? I'm not gonna be able to make it. I got other things going on. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I have there are group chats out there, there are people out there that I will I will stay say shit to them because. Their track record of doing it to me just gets me to the point where, like, 
that's their language they speak, it's cool. I, I'm gonna speak their language. It ain't about being petty. It's just I'm gonna speak their language, and I feel like you know, just, most of the people that we communicate with, we're pretty direct. We can be we can be honest with each other. We're like, hey, bro, I ain't going. Oh, I ain't fucking with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's that simple. And it, and and I think that's an understanding because at one point in time we all have done it. Now I'm not gonna be able to make it. And like nobody gets butt hurt over where you ain't gonna drop everything you doing to make this move for me. It's 20, no, it's I'm just not gonna be able to make it. It's 2019. We we not we not attached at the hip anymore. Like I'm just not gonna be able to make it. I told you I'm not gonna be able to make it. You can't be mad. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't give you the the flake and say yeah I was coming and didn't come. Told yeah, you from yeah. the jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once again, I I, I truly I truly liked that that intro. I felt like it was it's 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 special to me specifically because I feel like it, like you said it clears up a lot. And I think I think pe- people tend to um to gloss over the fact that you know symp- sympathy is is very empty at times. You know, sympathy is it's cool. Like sympathy is what people know. But I feel like it, it's it's good it's good for people to kind of be put on front street about them truly not caring about stuff and understanding like, bro, you really don't care. But it's cool that you're trying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, that, that's fine. But I can even uh, talk about, you know, the Nipsey thing. Like, I saw something online uh, yesterday night where um, I guess people are like kind of, you know, tagging over one of his murals. And it's like, you know, people, some, you know, some people like they're really hurt over this. Like, like, bro, like, why you, why, why you desecrating that man's mural? Like, this is Nipsey. And then, you know, the person is like, y'all need to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, like, this person seems heartless. It's like, nah, like, this person just had no connection. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, y'all, you're looking at something from an angle that you can't relate to. Like, you know? like, like, for instance, let's say when Tupac was killed. You know, somebody, a big Tupac fan, and then, oh, Nipsey was killed. Oh, man, I I know what you're going through. You know, Pac, Pac was a driving force in me when I was a young man. You know, that's some empathy. You know, you get you get a little bit because they've been through something similar. People who haven't experienced that or, you know, had somebody that, even though they didn't know them, they got it, got it them through their lives because they didn't have a father figure. They had that substitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't have that, then they just don't know. So it doesn't matter to them. That's why that you're not alone is, is so important to me. Like like that like I said, that that relatable that that uh, that relativeness, like that's that that feels good. You know, like and like you said, I'm not making it about you. I'm just letting you know right now that at this moment, like I've been where you are, so I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. Because there I know for a fact that there is nothing I can do to talk you out of the pain that you're feeling. Exactly, right now. exactly. You know? It's like man, I know how I, I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I'm pretty sure he feeling the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna make myself available just in case. But yeah. other than that, I'm not gonna press the issue. Exactly. And a lot of people start pressing the issue, like, hey, well, you wanna talk about it? Well, why are you feeling that way? Why look, I'm trying to process it myself. How can I tell you how I'm feeling about it when I don't know how I feel about yeah, it? Yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I'm a I'm a pretty um I kinda feel like I'm a, you know, Asshole. I know that, but I look at things from a strategic standpoint sometimes, and I kind of like try to calculate things or work around things. Cause it, you you went through a tragic event, you know, months ago, and it was like I just I I, I couldn't really relate, so I just did my best to it's, you know I'm gonna say what I gotta say, but I'm gonna shut the fuck up as soon as possible because I can't talk you out of those things, you know. And I feel like definitely uh, the loss of someone is highly. That's that's one of those ones where people just need to shut the fuck up sometimes, unless they can wholeheartedly relate to that situation. They might know what to say. 
I don't. There might be a cheat code out there that, you know, it's just not something I can, you know, I don't have relatives available. Like, I, I don't have the cheat code to that. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, I, I think you even mentioned something, like you said, like you said, like bad decisions. You know, somebody makes a bad decision. And am I supposed to feel sorry for that person that makes a bad decision? Like, what's in, my, in, that, in that sense right there, like, am I going to be empathetic with you or am I going to sympathize with you? When you made a bad decision, like more than likely, most of your friends that know that you made a bad slash stupid decision, they're probably just going to sympathize with you because there's other shit they probably want to say to you, but they're going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because they're like, you know what? This nigga did some dumb shit, but guess what? You know, I'm going to let them know I feel sorry for him, even though I really want to tell them some real shit and I'm going to move on. I'm but then there's some people that probably look at your bad decision. Like, you know, once again, like I made some bad decisions before too. So in that you sense, just gotta live through them. It's relatable in that sense. And I and I I, I run into that with my family a lot because they don't they don't trust the decisions my sister's making. Not saying that they're bad decisions, yeah. But they just don't trust them because that's not what they would do. And it's like you have to give people the room to make the decision. And if it turns out to be a mistake, hey, it's their mistake. They you gave them the room to do it. You can say, well, you know, this is how life was for me, so I'm gonna make the decisions for you, so you don't have to live life like me. Like, yes, that wisdom is needed, but at the same time, hey, here's my two cents. If you leave them on the table, then you leave them on the table. I can't make you take them. Okay, okay. Uh, you going to keep bullying your sisters on the show? Because you do have a tendency to do that, bro. Bro, I love all three of my sisters. But too, I think, I think you be bullying home. them, man. Do I? Yeah, I think you bully them. Do they ever, like, try to conspire to jump you or, or do anything? Because they should. They better not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you'll get watched. I'm telling you, if you come, if you come for the king, you best not miss. <laughs> best not miss. Is that exactly how the quote goes? I'm, that's I'm pretty, show. I'm pretty that damn came close. That's a show I never watched. Right? I, I never watched it either. But that that quote hits hard. It does. It does. It does. I, <laughs> you never watched that show? I never. I tried. I tried to watch like the first episode, and then it was like kind of dry to me, and I was like, yeah, I never got really into it. Okay. Okay. Speak, speaking of that, I might try. I might try it again. You know, binge it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still creeping through all American. Okay, it's, it's you know, like I said, it's cheesy, but yeah, yeah, you, it is cheesy, but it's, it's solid. Yeah, it, I like sports, so it feeds into yeah. my need for sports. Man, it's like it's like the black version, of like a 90210 or a Varsity Blues or Friday Night Lights or gotcha. something like do, that. Do, do you see? Um, I think I think that's a that's a good show. I mean, I can look at the first episode and I can. I can even tie in the intro to that show. I mean, once again, I feel I feel All American is uh, definitely going to be related relatable to a lot of people. So I, I kind of see where it's going, and like I kind of look at it and I kind of like, oh, I'm like I kind of roll my eyes and I laugh. But at the same time, I can't relate to that situation. That's why I can kind of like laugh about it. But I can only imagine what it's like for Tay Diggs' character. What's Tay Diggs' character's name? I'm gonna just say he's the coach. Billy, yes, Billy, Billy Baker. Okay, Billy Baker. Like, I can only imagine what he's going through, knowing that he typically, you know, he basically abandoned his son. Like, I, I haven't got to that part of the story yet, and I really don't feel like this is a spoiler. I'm just saying, like, because it's Netflix. Like, can Can I tell you something? Go ahead. You're off the path. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that's what it. That's, and what that's it, how it feels, though. You yeah, get that feeling. That's you what that I'm feel. creeping up on. And it's like, like I don't know how to feel like for this dude, but. I can say this. The reason I bring that up is to say, son or not, I think what he's doing is merely just sympathizing because his actions really, like, would, would you just do this for any other talented kid that came out of Compton? 
No. Or you only doing this because this used you to got be your jump off. To yeah. You know, like, but his, his like, mom's used to be your thing and everything, and you you got your job on the line, and you hear that this star athlete is, you know, your old thing child. Damn. Like I said, my, my, like I said, you and my son have similar taste. It's funny as that sounds. Like I said, Bojack, all of It was another one that he, uh, that he told me to watch that she was watching too. It was kind of weird. Yeah. You think Bojack is a sympathizer or empathizer? <laughs> Bojack is I, I think I think Bojack is the shamble la la. <laughs> if I'm the shamble god, he's the shamble la la. We're the same, just in different religions. <laughs> yeah, that dude, man, he's a he's a very interesting character. Like his story arc is very, very interesting. And I just sit there and I'm like, wow, this guy is shitty. And see, but I don't feel bad for Bojack because you, you make can. these decisions. They're exactly. Can I relate to some of those decisions that he has made? Absolutely. Yes. But even then, I had to kind of look at myself. I had to look in the mirror and say, well, you're a shitty person. You deserve that. Yeah. Can people, do you think that in, in this time, do you think that people have an issue with doing that? Like actually self-reflecting and accepting that they're shitty people? 1,000% they do. Because you want to sit there and you want to justify, well, I made this decision based on this and based on this. And and then when people don't accept it or they react instead of like, okay, cool, I understand why you do it, then you're the victim all of a sudden. Well, I was going through something. That's why, that's why I was running through these hoes. <laughs> Word? What? Th- that's not why you were running through hoes. You've been running through hoes your whole life. Bruh. But now you want to say, well, I was going through something, so I, I, I become a womanizer. No, that, that, no. You don't have to go through something to become a womanizer. You can go through something and be like, I'm just going to go to the gym every day. You I'm going to take my frustration out I'm there. I'm going to go to church. I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> rapping. I'm going to go to church. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do something like, you know, what, becoming a womanizer doesn't make you, you know, doesn't, doesn't ease the pain you felt from whatever reason. So, no, people don't own shit. They just look in the mirror and, and justify it. Oh, I hurt her because she hurt me. Or, you know, I steal because they don't pay me enough. Justification. You just justify it. Nobody really looks in the mirror and be like, you know what? I'm not going to say nobody. I, take that I think it's rare. Because I, like, I don't like to speak in certainties. I'm not but trying I'm to say grandstand. But I'm a large population will, won't look in the mirror and say, you know what? That was a good person, and I was on some bullshit, and I fucked over that person. Bro, I be, I'm telling you, man. That, that Twitter world, like, I be so amazed at how perfectly constructed people feel that they are. I'd be sitting there like, whoa, like, who is giving this person, like, the manual to perfection? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, everybody just seems so effortlessly, effortlessly flawless on there. And I'm like, like, there are people out there that have the audacity to be like, you know, oh, you know, y- y'all need to come to me for advice. Who the fuck are you? Like, I even tell people here, like, when I'm giving words of advice, like, really, it's just a... You might be able to relate to what I'm saying. But, like, I'm not telling you, like, I'm a certified fucking doctor or something. You need to come to me for advice. Like, that is so fucking arrogant. More than anything, I tell people, I just got lucky. A lot of times. I just got lucky. Like, like, in some kind of way, I I just kind of got lucky. Yeah. This is what happened. And I might have told you how I mentally thought it through. And you might, it might come off the skill to you. Man, I just got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And speaking of that, man, because uh, we don't all had our moments where we'd have ran out, you know, had fun, did stupid shit. But what's up with your people in Coachella, bro? Coachella, man, they out there wilding, bro. 
So look, I I I, I called uh, uh, Vargas and and and, and Reyes and them. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all are that tripping. Uh. So apparently, mm-hmm. there is this app where you can take a picture of your genitals. Yeah. And you send them to like an online doctor, and they be like, "Oh, hey, this is shit that you got based on." Pictures of similar shit. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. So, that came out like two, two, three years ago. Yeah, so so that's how a lot of this eleven thousand people ended up with herpes kind of thing. What, what was the audience? Fifty thousand, right? I don't. I, I, I don't think know it was because I know at, at Kanye's Sunday service there were fifty thousand people there. Just that, just at his show. Yeah. So I, there's no telling. But then I heard like, well, Childish Gambino was handing out blunts and people was passing blunts around. And I was like, okay, yeah, you could you spread germs that way. My and then it's like, and then it's like, well, people like that, you know, it's it's Coachella, so you probably, you know, I'd, uh, being real scandalous and use popping pills and, you know, wilding because that's what you do at Coachella. I've never been to Coachella. I, now, and now I have no desire. Let to me to bring Coachella. it back a little bit, man. It's black. But even 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 with that, one more thing, I said I heard on the radio earlier that. You can take STD tests at home now. Like they, they send you the kit. You do the, the sampling and, and everything yourself and you send it off. And they tell you, hey, this is what you got. So people are doing everything they can possibly do not to go to the clinic. Like why, why would you want to prolong this? Like, all right, let me order this kit. Get it in the mail in five to seven days. Do the test. Send it off for them to get it in three to five days. And then for them to give me my results in another three to five days, two weeks have passed when you could have went to the clinic and found out in four days. Why are you so freely to be out here having unprotected sex and doing all this other stuff, but you won't take your little stupid ass to the clinic? Okay. Like I said, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Okay. Uh, take your time. Because uh, somebody, I actually had this question asked to me like a couple times this in the past few weeks. Somebody was like, you know, hey, you know, well, you know, I know you go to the gym, blah, blah, you know, what type of girls are you into? They're like, you know, you, you're the thick girls, you're the skinny girls. I'm like, my answer typically has always been like, hey, I'm in the healthy women. I'm in the physically and mentally healthy women. Like, I don't discriminate. Like, we've talked about this before. We have. So my thing is, like, I kind of, I get, a, I get a, a certain vibe from women that I know, like, don't do risque shit like that. Like, I don't believe that I deal with the type of women that will, because, like I said, I'm not no fucking doctor and I'm not finna Google shit. But there are multiple ways to get herpes that it's not just sex. So you even said the motherfuckers out there passing blunts. Who knows what the toilet's like right there. But once again, like, I always, and the reason I said I'm going to bring it back is because when I first heard about Coachella back in 2008, 2009, it was more of a, a, a low-key hipster type of environment. And that was kind of like I only really heard about the Tumblr crowd talking about Coachella and I feel like back then, it was um, it was one of those places like yeah, you would see a celebrity, but you wouldn't get geeked out over you know, uh, you know Ariana Grande being there because she was just like vibing with everybody else because she wasn't on the uh, she's a fan right she's now. a fan she wasn't on the ticket so she just out there enjoying shit and like everybody out there is just having a good time but it's always been a hippie type vibe and you have to understand something in a hippie type environment. You're probably gonna get the passing of blunts, the sharing of cups, and you're gonna it's gonna be a certain type of lifestyle. But I'm gonna be 100 percent real with you. I don't mind partying with those type of people, but I still my actions don't my actions don't match with those people because I prefer somebody that is kind of bougie in a sense that you know they ain't sharing cups with people. 
I, I know I know women that vape. They 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 taking the pins off or whatever that shit is. Like they not finna be smoking hookah with you and sharing that shit. Like everybody getting their own tips. You know what I'm saying? Like And that's no offense to you. It's, at all. And like I, I enjoy being around older women that are responsible. I think in a crowd like Coachella, you're gonna get, you know, people that are less sensible, less responsible, and they're gonna do wild shit like that. Because the crowd went from like I said, more of a hipster crowd. That probably wasn't too responsible, but it was less people there. And matter of fact, I even would say back then, you had you had a sense of um people kind of there and they actually were there for that moment. And it wasn't just to be like on some modern shit like, oh, I'm at Coachella. Like they were actually at Coachella because I kept in this motherfucker because I wanted to see motherfucking, you know, uh, Daft Punk. I wanted to see the Smiths or some shit. Like, they actually were there. They were dedicated to the artist. They didn't care about meeting people. They weren't there for sex. They were there for the music, for the band. Now, I even said, and I'm not knocking any of the events that go on in Houston, but there are a lot of events that go on in Houston that, bring, that happen to bring people together. And every time I come across one of these events and I hear about these events, I kind of always feel like, this shit just be a hookup fest. Like, niggas really ain't here for no real cause. Niggas just want to just meet somebody new and, and, and fuck around. You know, and, and, and everybody's just there in the hopes of just meeting somebody and being like, oh, I went there. That's And I kind of feel like that shit's kind of lame to me. So when I hear about this herpes outbreak, I kind of feel like that's kind of my beef with the sexual liberation movement. Because when you present something to people that are irresponsible, you have to understand they're going to do irresponsible shit. I kind of feel like we got to have some type of regulation, some type of sensibility to the shit that we're, we're presenting to people that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to for, for us to be, you know, talking about sexual education, but like, are we going to talk about sexual education to 11 year olds? You know, like, or are we going to allow them to be children? And we're going to, are we going to, like, I kind of feel like there's nothing wrong with, um, with, how do I say unveiling the truth little by little? Like I feel like there is still some um, some PC to things mm-hmm. or some you know some parental control to thing. Like we ain't just out here just just whipping dicks out on twelve year old girls. Like that's just not cool to me. And and this is <laughs> what this you shit, get. This shit shouldn't be cool to anybody. Yeah, and this is what you get. Like this is the environment you get. You had a, a bunch of people at Coachella, and I and they, they I don't even know if they released the age ranges, but I really feel like. This, the age range probably was 17 to probably 25. I would even I would even go younger than that. Exactly. And that's scary. That's scary. Like we, we because, because I don't I don't see Ariana Grant Ariana Grande fan base being 17. I see it to be a couple of years younger. Possibly, possibly, possibly. At the, the, the base starting a couple of years younger, yeah, 15-ish. Because yeah. I, I like I said, there there were some celebrities that I would I was following on Tumblr back in the day and like when they were there like I'm saying Vanessa Hudgens was one of them and like she was there back in the low key times and like she would just be kicking it with people and like I'm just gonna assume that she she hasn't ever come across a herpes outbreak and, I, I just, like, and, I, and once again I I'm almost certain that once the shit got once the shit got too popular like niggas ain't fucking with it no more and I honestly feel like that's cool like I like being a part of shit that isn't overcrowded. That's why I just I've gotten to the point where like 
why even go out and fuck with certain shit if it's like I'm not gonna be able to kind of move around and like actually enjoy it? Like it could be a, it could be a nice it could be a nice day in Houston, nice time to have a Sunday fun day, but everywhere you go it's just overly crowded. It's like what the fuck? I might as well just just went to the beach and just chill. Like why do I want to go to overcrowded spaces? How do I enjoy that? Bro, you 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 ever you remember that excitement when you found a cool ducked off spot, bro? And it's like, man, it ain't overly packed in anymore? here. It was the last time I found a cool ducked off spot. You know where Jackson Street Barbecue is by uh, Minute Maid? It was another. It was called another spot. Me and me and Ed had stumbled across it, bro. That place was cool. It was ducked off. Food was good. Environment was good. Niggas just start talking too much. Niggas start talking too much. Man, social media is destroying shit little by little. People don't want to admit it, but. Like social media has even destroyed the uh, not not the privacy of it, but like the low keyness of dope shit. Like it could be and like it's not even about like keeping it to ourselves. It's just like not contaminating it with the same old whack ass people that come to shit and then they they bring their negative energy. Like like the the, the speakeasies. Of the old, what was it, the during the Prohibition era where you had to know a password to get in, where you Bro. could get in and get your drink on, whatever, hey, on the low? I, Same, I, I swear, you already stumbled on one of my things. I said, if I ain't lose, it's just like come across like some big money like that and just start my own little establishment like that. Like straight up, bro, you have to you have to come in here with a password you ain't getting in. Definitely a little speakeasy and I'm going to change the password because like you said, people be talking. Big people talk too much. Yeah. A million people know the password by the same. We ain't putting that shit on Reddit. Yeah. Like motherfuckers. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to have to pack up and move the whole location Exactly. Now. Like you could, I mean, because this avoids racism. This avoids all that. It's literally a private event. If you ain't got the password, you're not getting in. It's simple as that. Simple and plain. I don't care if only 13 people show up. Because if, <laughs> they gonna have a good time. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why that's why I feel like if for, for black people, you know, we talked about, you know, integration and segregation last week. I feel like we would have so much more dope shit if we can actually be comfortable with saying, like, hey, this is spot for y'all type of niggas. This is spot for these type of niggas. Just like white people do it. I mean, back then there was nothing wrong with saying, hey, this is a gay bar. Yeah. And only gay people going there. Now, now is it is that really like I mean we know we have our gay areas, but for the most part, like for in a black community, is that really a thing anymore? Like, no, pretty much where I ride go to, I'm, I'm gonna see gays in there. Like the, they didn't fuse together now. And the crazy thing about it is, like, I have a coworker who's gay, and he's always after me. Man, come out here, come out here, you know, to the gay side. And like he's openly about it. He lets me know, hey, you come into the gay side of town if you do decide to come out over here. And he's like, but hey, the drinks are cheaper. He's like. Gays are a lot less aggressive, according to him. I was like, I don't know, y'all seem to be overly aggressive. And he's, he's like, and you're gonna have a good oh, time. He's like, you're he not saying? gonna. He said they're less aggressive. Does he does he listen to the show? No. Oh, okay. He needs to stop lying. That's what he's telling me. But I was like, my man, I'm not going out there without a woman. That's just my insecurity. I, I'm coming with a woman. I want y'all to. Oh, he's here with a woman. He he ain't coming here for shenanigans. I was talking to like him. I will go to the spot. I don't care. I don't care who's in there, but I'm bringing a woman with me just to set the precedence that I'm not here for the foolishness. A homegirl of mine cleared up something for me like a couple weeks ago. I had forgot to mention it, but you just made me realize it. Like, I always just wondered. I'd be out sometimes and like girls be like kicking it with each other in their little sections and like it gets kind of gay. <laughs> like, and I'd be sitting there like some girls, you know, they get like too comfortable with each other. And like, I had just recently came across a homegirl that was like, bro, like, I fucking hate that shit. And I thought I was like, I kind of looked at this shit. I'm like, 
you know, I understand y'all comfortable with y'all sexuality, but to me, like, there has to be females out there that's like, all right, you slap my ass, but like, y'all be like looking in my face like y'all want to give me a kiss and shit. You be touching on my tits. And I'm like, that shit to me, I'm like, come on. Like, at that point, you got to realize you get so comfortable with your sexuality. What's the point of even identifying the straight anymore? Like, just well, and and like the thing is, like if a man were to do that to a woman in public, it would be fucked up. It would be, like, no matter like, how comfortable with your sexuality you no are. No matter how, like like I'm comfortable. Even enough if that was your homegirl. Exactly, I'm comfortable enough in, in my sexuality that if me and my girl like, I could probably fuck in public. Wow. I could probably could. I probably could get it Just, out. Get yeah. a couple of drinks now. I'm dig, glad you went ahead and put that disclaimer out there, so I know not to go out with you and your girl. Don't go out. Don't I'm go not, out with us. Cause I'm not. I, I could, I'm comfortable with my sexuality, fuck, but would it be cool wow. for get two gay people fucking in public? No, because it wouldn't be cool for me to knock my girl off in public. Now, if we was in the, if this was the seventies. <laughs> Why? It was, it was, it was a whole wild. different rules. In the <laughs> it 70s. was wild in this. That's gonna come back eventually. Cause I'm telling you, it's it's getting like that, bro. Like I said, my homegirl was like, you know, hey. I understand, you know, girls, you know, get, tend to get, you know, a little drunk. Maybe, like, she was like, her homegirl be looking at her and be like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. The more drunk they get. And I'd be like, that shit is weird to me because I do not care how comfortable my sexuality is. If I'm not turning up with Jay and Jay look at me and be like, boy, you cute. We are going <laughs> to fight. As we should. <laughs> As we like, should. Like, you should. You should wash me like old <laughs> draws. If I look at you and say, you cute. Bruh, you boys, if I look at you and say, boys, I here cute today. You should Bruh. wash fold me right there, right there where I lay. And then speak to me never again. I like that part of Twitter that be like, oh, my God. Oh, y'all are so homophobic because of this and that. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm old school. Don't bring that weird shit around me. I don't care about y'all wearing purses. I, I know hood niggas just walk around wearing purses. I think that shit weird, but I ain't knocking that. There are certain things that you're going to do around me that's going to make me question your sexuality in my head. But at the end of the day, I really don't care. Do what you do. Just don't come at me with that weird shit. Like, really, though. Don't. Like, seriously? Like, like, I'm cool if you you come. I'm, I'm not even cool with that. Like, if you come to me and be like, you know, hey, my man, can you buy me a drink? Nah, bro, I appreciate it, but I'm not here for that. That's what I'm going to tell you. Dog. But when you when you start with that, oh, oh you don't know what you're missing, look. My nigga. You better be missing your teeth. I just said, <laughs> I'm not here for all that. <laughs> and that should go the same way when men approach women. Hey, you know, can I buy you a drink? No, no, thank you. I'm just saying, girl, you the, might miss out on the bro, best thing. You just crossed the line at that point. I she told you saw no. that argument. I saw that argument on, 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 your, on your Twitter. That's what it is now. It's your Twitter. My Twitter. <laughs> Twitter belongs to me. Because you brought me to this foolishness. <laughs> I saw somebody saying like, oh, y'all so uncomfortable with y'all sexuality. A man come up to y'all. Y'all get disrespectful. I'm sitting there like, hold on. Y'all would do the same thing if a man came up to you and you weren't interested. Y'all get disrespectful. Like, what is wrong with y'all? See, I don't, I, don't, I don't condone just being rude for no goddamn reason. Me neither. Hey, no thank you. Yeah. Even if you don't go into a long explanation, no thank you. That's all you really have to say. This is my beef with that 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 or that little scenario. I, I personally think that people go to certain places and they know what type of vibes they're gonna get. You know what type of energy you're gonna get from certain places. And I think that people kind of know the threshold of the type of disrespectful men that are gonna be there. You can only type kind of guess it. I'm perfectly fine with resting bitch face. I'm I'm perfectly fine. I, I'm perfectly fine with you know women protecting their space. I have no problem with that. 
Um, I'm actually fine with them being rude because, you know, some dudes just don't understand. But I, I do believe that we, we need to take accountability for the fact that we kind of know what we're going to expect those expect that from. I mean... I know I'm, I know I'm going out to prospect. I know I'm going out here and I'm... I'm I'm dressed I I'm dressed to look good. I'm not out here in my sweats with my bonnet on and these rollers in my. I'm I'm looking good. I'm and feeling good about myself. And a woman, you have to understand. I don't, I'm not gonna say you have to understand, but there's the possibility that somebody is going to approach you. In this day and age, they can go to a gas station and that can happen. You know, and we all and they know that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's how do I say this? I feel like if you drive in Houston, if you're driving in the city of Houston. And I, and I posted this on the Twitter many times, like, people be out here driving drunk on the constant. We had, I want to say, 135 DUIs in the past four months. That's like, that's like 33 a month, bro. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, so, if you're out here in the city of Houston and you're driving, you know that it's a good chance that you're going to be on the road with nonsense drivers. So, kind of be prepared for it. I kind of equated to that. Like, when you're driving in Houston, you're driving in a dangerous situation. I feel like Houston drivers, you could say they're terrible drivers, but people that get on these Houston roads and they make it home successfully every day, they're pretty damn good drivers. And I feel like women in, 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 in this day and age, dealing with the type of men that are out there, you, you know, you got to kind of protect yourself. Do what you need to do to protect yourself because when you leave the house, you basically know that you, you got to do that. And let's be honest now. It's some aggressive ass women out there too. Like I, you know, these women out here be wilding, bro. They'll, you walk into a certain club and it, you got penis grabbers out there. But at the same time, I mean, uh, you know what our president does. So <laughs> can we really be mad at what these women out here are doing? But these women out here are doing that shit. Like we, I think that it's funny how the shift is happening. Like I think that as men are becoming more, you know, attacked for their their over aggressiveness, they're kind of like leaning back and then you got a you know you got a certain group of women that are like you know what i'm finna take control i'm finna be aggressive and they're doing this shit and they know what their argument is gonna be is y'all used to do it see how i feel now and that's why i say like i'm getting to the point where like i don't even want to be in those spaces no more like it's just not it's not for me anymore like i, li I like what you said about the about the whole traffic thing because when you're driving in traffic and you're wide, and let's say you're in the middle of I-10, you have lanes to your left and you have lanes to your right. You're looking at the cars in front of you and the cars behind you, beside you, and you're looking at it's like, what is their next move going to be? Always. You're driving very defensively and you're kind of anticipating what the next person's move is. And that's kind of where you are when you go out. Yeah. Like if you make yeah, eye contact yeah. with somebody and you keep saying, okay, let me anticipate their next move. You They're going to try to approach me. They're going to try to do something. What are they going to try to do? I need to know so that I'll know how to react appropriately. So, so, and I kind of feel like in a, in a way, like that's, that's, that's us giving advice to them. Like, and they, this is shit they already know. I'm not a mansplain this shit to them. Like y'all know that nine times out of 10, when y'all go out, y'all are going out on the defensive, especially as you... No matter how you look, you can be you can be obese, you could be skinny, you could have pretty much nobody. You know for a fact that cats out here are truly not discriminating. And if you look like quote unquote fresh meat, I mean you're gonna be a target. Like that's pretty much been the world for a long time. Although I think it's starting to become less and less because, like I said, like we're, we're the atmosphere is is starting to become like where, bro, especially in Houston, like. I, most places you go to, like, women definitely outnumber the men in a lot of places out here. I, I know, like, in Atlanta, that's for sure. So, I think 
that what I see a lot of these times now, like people really just kind of just gravitate to who they know nowadays. That's why I feel like networking in a sense is um, is, is sort of dead. That's why people try to create these events to network because if you're going out to be social in Houston, you're probably going to see the same people all the time. And you're probably only going to fuck with the people you know. And yeah, you're going to say the same, see the same people if you stick to the same kind of environment. Venues, yeah, yeah. definitely. That's, that's why when people hear about like these kickbacks or or like I said, these events where people that you may not know are going to be there, people take advantage of those things. Like, damn, I get, I get the chance to see some new niggas. I get a chance to see some new chicks. Like, they be jumping on that. And like, I'm not mad at them for it, but that's what that's where we are now because most of the venues that you go to nowadays, the crowds just follow each other. And if you're if you're familiar with the Houston the Houston scene, like the shit just float from one spot to another. One spot shut down, the next spot shut sh- open up with a new name, but it's the same spot. Yep. And it's the same people that's gonna be there. Same DJ, same MC. You know. Except for Social Junkie, I didn't see the reemergence of Social Junkie. Address. Or is, is that address? Yeah, that's address. address. Okay. I mean, I, it's, I, I still don't understand why that shut down. Like, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. I think there. something got expensive, maybe, or I think some racism, probably. Right, raised the rent up a little too high. Yeah, I mean, but but that's what they're starting to do. They're starting to do that with a lot of things now. Like, I know you saw Jay Z at his event. I did not. The B side. I mean, I missed I, it. Damn. I missed it. You're a disappointment. Cause I, I was like, oh shit, they streaming that on title. I was gonna catch it, and then um, he was watching in game. No, no, it, 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 it oh, I watched in game during streaming. the day. Huh. It was it was Friday night. No, it was Thursday remember. night. It was Thursday night. Yeah, I thought it was. Cause I sent way. it to you Friday morning, and your shit was off. Oh, that's why I was off social media. I didn't get that, oh, that reminder, yeah. but I, I did. I didn't do anything Thursday night. I just missed it. You was just ready for in game the next day, probably. probably. I watched Damn. Law and Order. Wow. Damn. But yeah, Disappointment. I, I just know he said something about gentrification. I guess he was relating it to the Nipsey Hussle situation. Oh Basically, yeah, he said gentrified your neighborhood before they do it. Yeah, and you know it was some pretty good arguments that came up about that. And I always got you know I say this a lot. Like first of all, I mean you're going to gentrify your own neighborhood. I mean one, you got to have the money to do that. True. And and the reality is the money isn't there. Like people like to front. Um, I saw I saw on um I think I saw on a blog the other day like. This is pro-black blog, and it was like, I mean, in reality, most black clubs should be empty because black people aren't really in the position to be partying like they do. And, like, I can agree with that and I can disagree with that because it's like, damn, like, you're supposed to just, just be broke and just, you know, you know Stay, like, stay bricked into stay, the house? You can be things that are more affordable. Like, you know, I'm just like, you can do kickbacks at the crib, like. You pay for cable. You can watch the game at home. You can invite people over. You got food in the refrigerator. Are you stopping at Whataburger? Are you going home to cook? Like it's exactly. Just, it's, it's one chill weekend could 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 save you sometimes. Just saying, like because you might go out and blow sixty bucks in a weekend and be like, shh, nigga, that's that's low key your water and lights or, or whatever you have to pay. Like that's, that's a lot. That's you know, a lot. Like people people try to you know downplay what ten dollars really can do for you, but. You you blowing ten twelve dollars, you know, on a on a on a drink, and it's like that was a meal. <laughs> that was a meal. I once again when like, when Burger King has ten piece nuggets for a dollar fifty, Wendy's has a four for four, McDonald's still has a dollar menu. You can get a hot ready for five dollars, but it's still gonna cost you twelve bucks for a salad. But it, but it, are you on that Beyonce diet though? What is the what the fuck is the Beyonce diet? Air. <laughs> 
I thought you saw the homecoming documentary, but you like, no, I haven't watched the homecoming documentary. That's your man's wife, B. My man's ain't putting no money in my pocket. <laughs> I'm giving him twelve dollars dollars for title every month. I ain't I ain't seeing no reparations from that. I ain't obligated to watch anything Beyonce put out. For your disappointment, bro. You know I didn't watch, but I definitely saw that. I mean, she's still doing her vegan thing, and she's still like pretty much of you know. Staying away from the bread, you know the bullshit, the shit that you ain't supposed to. Eat. Yeah, of course, I, I, that we all know. I just want to post Every, that. everything that that you're supposed to have in moderation. She just completely. We know. I, we know niggas ain't out here eating like that. Just say. I, I, I laughed so many times where I saw people like, oh man, you know Beyonce was just so inspiring. You know she finna have me. Shut your ass up. You ain't finna do shit. You know what Beyonce has? <laughs> time and money. Exactly. Two things that most of us don't have. Bruh. We don't have the time to create a vegan menu. Or the money to shop at Whole Foods. It's so expensive to eat organically healthy. I know people that go two, three weeks, they'll meal prep, and they'll never meal prep again that year. Because <laughs> it's, it's a dog, I'm just saying. Like, what, what, what was that post? You know, um, she meal prep for like four weeks, and it's like, it's like man, I, I couldn't picture myself eating for a, a four-week-old meal. Wow. And that's how I am. Like, I can't meal prep for more than like three days. But, Cause I'm either gonna get burnt out or on it, or it's gonna be old. I keep it K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. Like I'm telling you, like I just I just feel like if I have food in the house, I just I just I just I'm just I have my I have my moments where I'm like I'm gonna take leftovers to work. Like that's a basic basic way to meal prep. Or like if I know I'm not gonna uh, if I know I'm not gonna meal prep, I kind of have an idea of what I'm gonna eat the you know the next day. Although it may seem like I don't, it's like. I got my two or three places that I know I can go to that are that are in my budget. That's not ridiculous, and I know that the food is pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty simple. People people make it more complicated than it is, but at the same time, like, realistically, like you said, you got your places that you can stop stop at where it's cheap. So you can be cheap. We just got to do better. We just got to do better. I said it, I said it, I said it on on the last episode, man. We just we got to do better, man. Like, we don't we ain't like the white supremacists, bro. The white supremacists think ahead 50, 60 years. We th- we we could barely think ahead two days. Bruh. Come on, man. You know, I, I, I love us, though. But and then I, it's like, it's like I'm the type of person that I don't have a plan. Like, like oh. But that's I'm what like, that book that you gave me was about, though, man. Having a plan is necessary, man. I agree. Organization does limit chaos. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have a, I don't, I don't, I, I want to, I want to get here. This is what I want to do. Do I have this step-by-step plan? No. And sometimes that prevents me. That's, that, that stops me from getting to where I need to go because I haven't planned it all out. I just, I just have the destination. I haven't put gas in the car. So it, it, it's, it's a conflict at times. And the other times it's kind of like, I don't have a plan and I'm okay with not having a plan. Yeah, I, I think I think you're okay with not having a plan when you know that the overall outcome, maybe three months from now, three months from that moment, is like I'm still going to be able to enjoy life. Yeah. And I think that that's fine in that sense, but I feel like a lot of us, like we go out blowing money. Like I know people run through an income tax check in two or three weeks. They back to living check to check, and it's like, or well, them three weeks of popping bottles, was it worth it? Yeah. Like. You can have you that, can you could have stashed that three fun. racks just and you saying. know when the emergencies pop up, you know, you, you got that. Been good. You got that, you know. You popping on just a regular Tuesday in March. <sighs> like you know, cats got birthdays coming up, you trying to get active. Cats are getting married all over, left and right, they trying to get active. So I know people I know people planning weddings next year. 
bachelor you have to. next year. You like, have to. So in my mind, I'm like, damn, like, the money I got right now, I kind of just got to, like, string it along. I, I got a budget. Like, I, I think that people are embarrassed to budget. And in the black community, you know, realistically, more of the black women are probably going to be able to to have more of the fun. I feel like a lot of the dudes out there, man, like, it's a... You see that you've seen the credit scores with millennials, like all time low, and I think that that's a, that's real important to think about. Like dudes out here going to you got to think about it. Dude out here go out seventy dollar bar tab on the credit card. That seventy dollar bar tab just turned into one hundred forty dollars because you put it on the credit card. Was it worth <laughs> it? I'm just saying, man. That, that look at it realistically, man. We've all we've all you've, been, you've, we've you've all turned you've, you're paying for one weekend in two months. It's ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, I put seventy dollars on here. I'm gonna put thirty five on it this month, and then I actually got to put forty five on it next month because I didn't factor in that I'm a millennial and my credit score is at an all time high, so the interest rate on this credit card is at an all time high. So I'm really barely covering what I paid, what I borrowed. I'm just covering the interest and throwing like five dollars towards the principal, and it's really got me an upside down because nine times out of ten, I'm only making a minimum payment anyways. Just saying. So and then they and the credit card company is so nice to put put on there for you. It's like, well, you know, if you keep making a minimum payment, it's gonna take you eighty eight years to pay this. Money off. <laughs> like that's cool. <laughs> right. That's cool right. because because they have it because the white supremacists have it set up to where you can have a shitty a uh, shitty credit card bill that you barely making payments on. You could be forty thousand dollars in a student, uh, student loan debt, but guess what? You can still get a loan on the house. Oh, yeah. You know why you can stick it that loan in the house? Because they are banking on you to fuck up. <laughs> like, you, they, they are going to, they're going to take the little money that you, because this is what happens a lot of times. These motherfuckers that get a house, they have like a 30-year mortgage or some bullshit like that, pay them the two or three years, lose their fucking, fucking house. Guess what the government just did? Came the fuck up. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> like, that made some money off of you. You know, it's just like, it's just like that woman... That, that, that carries four or five kids, get 12 grand back, she go out and get her 2022 Dodge Charger. She out here living a life. Next thing she don't, 2022 Dodge Charger get repo. You just made a donation. Car company just came up. And, and the thing <laughs> is, people, if, you, if you're not putting down so much on, on, a, on your mortgage when you get the house, you have to pay what's PMI. Premium mortgage insurance. Mm-hmm. So on top of your regular insurance, you're paying extra insurance because you're at a higher default rate because you ain't got no equity in there. So you still just giving them money on top of money on top of money because they banking on you failing. You said it like yeah, yeah, you said it, man. What else Sean that said it? I think Sean said it. What do y'all say? Y'all smart motherfuckers, y'all be knowing that shit. That shit, a lot of that shit was new to me. I really just came in the game and I was just like, hey man. If I don't really want something, I ain't fucking with it. Like <laughs> Plain like, simple. Yeah, like I, I said, if I was to get a house, I mean, more than likely, I'll stay with somebody else that wants a house. Like, it ain't a big deal to me. If I can get a condo, shit, fucking get a condo. Yeah. Like, realistically, I mean, when I when I, when I I die, I want to make sure I can leave my son some money, but it, it doesn't have to be in, in, the, in the form of a house. I'd rather not leave him a bill. But bottom line, you know, it's, it's that simple. People look at, people tend to just... People tend to get information passed down to them that kind of is expired information at times. Some of the information is still golden. There are universal laws out there, but some of the information is kind of expired or you need to update it. Simple as that. Yeah. But it is what it is, man. But I'm just out here glad I'm uh, STD free. I'm glad I'm glad my student loan debt ain't killing me like that. It's there, but it ain't killing me. I'm on, trying. On top of the ground and not under it. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. And, and, I'm, and I... In, in the F, what do you call it? F O M O? The FOMO? 
Oh, Fear of Missing Out? Yeah, that shit really don't affect me. That shit don't affect me. I be Netflix, I be Netflix benching. I pay, that, I pay for that shit. I've become real honest and be like, look, guys, I'm broke. I'm not, I'm not doing anything yeah, this weekend. You had a little I'm streak broke. of that. You had a little streak I, of that. I, I'm broke. I'm I chilling. mean, we don't believe you, but it's cool. So, don't need to waste your time. Everybody has different different definitions I understand. of broke. Just, yeah. I'm, I, when I tell you I'm broke, I, that means I ain't got no fun money. I, I, <laughs> I might have bill money, but I ain't got no fun money. I dealt with Therefore, the, I'm broke. I dealt with the I'm broke all the time person for a long time, so I know how it is. I'm broke. I'm 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 broke means I ain't paying for that shit for you. <laughs> like if it's just me, I'm good. But I gotta pay for you too. Oh no, I'm broke. Oh yeah, when 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 a fifteen dollar trip turned into a forty five dollar trip, mm, I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass. Ain't got no Groupons on this. <laughs> That's what I'm really finna. I'm finna start hitting Groupon ass. Bro, Groupon fell off. Really? I think Groupon fell off just because once again you got so many people giving rewards. You got so many people kind of already cutting deals down. I Every, mean, everybody got a nap. The economy is interesting right now. The economy is where people are keeping their heads above water. To where you can have fun, but it's like, once again, like, are you going to pay for it two years from now? And, and Groupon, I mean, like I said, I kind of feel like, I mean, you got fat kids deals. Yeah. This shit like that. So you got, Groupon ain't special no more. Groupon had its time. Groupon had its time. What's, uh, What's the score on that game, man? I was gonna ask you something, but I forgot. Oh, uh, shit. Score to the game is Houston 39, Golden State 47. Oh, okay, okay. Four minutes left in the second. How do you think that series is gonna go? Six or seven? I think it goes six. Six? Yeah. Okay. Dang. But you, oh, you, you're not a Golden State fan at all. Like, uh-huh. You don't like none of that. Okay, no, okay, no, no. okay. I, I respect them. Respect them, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. But are you a Chris Paul fan or a James Harden fan? I'm, I'm a Rockets fan in general. Yeah, Rockets. That makes you, sense. You know, you know, I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm as a team, I'm. I'm it's such that he never came out here and played. <sighs> that, yeah, it was all it was all ego thing. Well, yeah, Carmelo came to. Which, play. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask you. What what, what you watching? What, what what you watching? Oh man, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm nitpicking through All American Ozark as well. Uh, I finished the uh, the Robert Johnson uh, documentary. That was interesting. I heard about Robert Johnson way back in the day. I think I heard about him through David Banner. He's like this. Uh, I'm a, I was always more of a fan of blues. I never really liked country music. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck with Lil Hank. <laughs> Lil Hank has one song, and it's not even his song. <laughs> like <laughs> Lil Nas, he gonna you know I don't know about the Lil Nas X thing. You know he. Uh, I, w- I was somewhere and the song came on. I like the vibe. Like the people, you know, old town, old town road. I fucks with it. It's cool. I just, I'm just not a fan of country music. I like blues. Old, old town road is not country. I, it's not. I, tr- I tried to swing it like it was country, but it's, it's, it's not. not it's, 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 it's a hip hop song. I, I tried. I tried to. I tried to. Yeah. It, it's really a meme. It's a meme. Cause that dude. That's all that dude was. He said, "My life is like a movie, bull riding in boobies." Don't even, I just know the hook. That's it. And I know something about Gucci on my hat, wrangle on my booty. He really said that? Bars. My goodness. Bars. What, what, what would be a real genuine country music song? <sighs> I don't know. See, I most think- most country that I I listen to and I like, it's 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 some love to it, some love or some heartbreak. Gotcha. Like I, don't, I, I don't. In my mind, I've never heard a country song that didn't have either love or heartbreak in it, which I probably have. But 
in my mind is like, no, it's, there has to be some love or some heartbreak in there somewhere. Okay, let me give you a little history about Mr. Welly. All right. Okay. When I first started listening to music, for sure, I would hear music, and it was a certain type of music that I was when it hit me, and I would always say, damn, like that shit hit my soul. And like the funny thing about it is, I would be watching movies that ha- happen to be like kind of based on like old time, like slavery days or Jim Crow era, and like. I would it would be a certain melody or a certain like type of vibe and it would kind of be like sound sad and like it would hit me I'm like damn like I fucks with that shit and I mean it was blues so for me like blues was like the first type of music I really just would like hear and be like man that that shit sounds like eerie but it's cool though so I've always like heard people like Sam Cooke and music like Robert Johnson uh even the dude that um that had the big cheeks that would, you know, blow on the trunk. Oh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, you like, a lot of those guys just had, and they were blowing the harmonica. And, and it, Johnny Cash, like, I, it's... It's something so soulful about a harmonica, though. Dog, <laughs> blues will hit you in a certain way that you better not be listening to that shit at the wrong time because I don't care who you are, you're going to tear up. Blues is definitely very soulful. Robert Johnson was the father of blues. Okay. Bottom line, like... If you and I mean I didn't know that I just used to hear his name a lot. Oh, Robert Johnson. Basically, the myth of Robert Johnson is um, he was he they they say he was the greatest guitar player that ever that ever lived. They said that when he was out there in Mississippi, um, he he basically had a real tragic story. And what you got to understand about the blues is not saying that Robert Johnson created the blues. Blues was created by the slaves in the field. Mm-hmm. That's where blues comes from. That's why the blues is sad. A lot of times when you hear somebody. You know, singing a song, be like, "Oh, my old lady!" Like they weren't actually talking about the old lady; they were actually talking about the slave, the slave, the slave owner. Because like they'd be talking shit about the slave owner, but they'd just be talking about the old lady and like how the old lady did them bad. Yeah. But it wasn't the old lady that did them bad; it was the, it was the, it was the, it was the master. And um, but the myth of Robert Johnson is uh, just a bunch of tragic shit had happened to him. And when, and one day he was like, he, he, he was always very, you know, he wanted to be a guitar player. So he would be, he was, he was in uh, Mississippi going to juke joints and shit like that. You know, trying to get his name out there, fucking with guitars. He didn't have a guitar at the time. And it was like, man, get your ass out of here. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't, you, you trash. (laughs) And he was like, oh, bet, bet, I'm trash. All right, cool. I'll be back. And he came back a year and a half later and. He, he was that dude. Yeah. Like he couldn't be stopped. Then it was like he went, he went and no, dedicated it. And it was like, all right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be great. Yeah, and they were, they was like, there is no way. Like, and even my brother tell you, like, dudes just ain't. Uh, he was barely going a year and a half, and like he was playing at a speed that was unheard of. And he had custom made his own seven string guitar. And like the myth was that he left that day, went to the crossroads, and he sold his soul to the devil. That's how cold he was. That's, uh, that, that's how cold he was. <laughs> and, and like people really how come believe we can that. only be successful by selling, selling our souls. That's that's how it works. Because if man, watch the documentary. That's what I watched. I I, I fucked with it. I felt like it tells it says a lot about us too. But it's it's not just us, because white people did it too. And I hate to say it, but if it if it if it wasn't for that, um, it was it was a it was a crowd of like that fifties forties crowd that kind of made Elvis famous, that made blues famous. Because what happened was when blues died out, but then a lot of these white kids went into record stores trying to find shit that jam. They found that they stumbled on that shit and mm-hmm. the shit popped off. I mean that's the reality though. 
if your shit don't if your shit ain't global or your shit don't hit everybody, then come on, like that look that old somebody's time, gonna dump, dump into that region and, and take it. Old Town Road been out. You throw Billy Ray on there. What's up? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, you, I, 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 I think I think I think it was a lot of a lot of behind the door stuff with Old Town Road because like, oh yeah, we're gonna blow this up. Of course. And, not, like, we're like not going to blow the song up. We're going to blow the controversy up. Yeah, yeah. Like Tatiana, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. They, they do what they want. And then, uh, but to answer your question, um, I was checking out All American, the Ozark, and then I, I, I binged through uh, Chambers. I wouldn't recommend Chambers, but I can tell you this. If you, I'm good with this one season. I won't follow up on the second season. I'm not interested in it. Um, it's, one of the, it's the first show to have a Native American lead. She's a female. I don't think she's. I, I, I honestly feel. I mean, Uma Thurman is, is in it. You know, the wife, <laughs> the wife, um, old buddy from um, Scandal, the, the president, the white guy, right? So I didn't watch much of Scandal. But you, the white guy, the president. I, I know who yeah. you're talking about. He's a good I actor. Know, I don't know his name. He's a real good actor. They had some good actors in it. Then they had some bad actors. They had some bad actors. This is, I want to say that this is one of the first shows where I'm actually watching a black girl. And like I really felt like I was watching an authentic black girl. Like she was one hundred. I was like, oh, I fucked with her. And uh, I think she was one of the standouts on there. But I think I think that's what's unique about Issa Rae. She's one hundred percent black. But it's not like I'm one hundred percent ghetto black or anything like that. I'm just one hundred percent millennial black. Where I, I have millennial I have black. a I have Starbucks and I have pig feet. She so she was still so she would be like the bourgeois black that I would talk about like so, like I said the more um, the responsible one I was speaking about at the beginning of the show the one that may not you know she she taking a tip off the hoogie like she you know she's she's probably relatable in that sense but acting wise I kind of feel like she's made me cringe a couple of times but once again Issa Rae has her success there ain't shit I can say about it no but um Chambers. I feel like the reward is you gotta wait too long for the reward. It was seven episodes of just bullshit. And luckily, I was I just happened to be up and the shit was just going. And I'm looking, I'm doing <laughs> you other do some shit. other shit, love yeah, checking. Like, oh, and like okay, even when fun. I like really fully focused in, like on episode five, and then got to six, I'm like, I'm about to turn this shit off. Then it got to episode about eight. Okay. We actually it actually got interesting. But then when it closed, I'm like, and I won't be back. Mm. But it's it's worth watching, okay. and then uh, other than that, um, I, I realized this year I really haven't seen any like real good movies. I mean, I've I've talked about us. I felt Polar was okay, but like I haven't watched any movies that blown me away this year. So I'm, I'm hoping Endgame does it, because this year I haven't seen, and I didn't get a chance to watch Battlestar Alita yet. But I'm hoping that that's a good one. Endgame, I said it it, it blows your mind, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a blow away movie. I feel like if I feel like this, I'm, what I tell you about watching movies through a certain lens, right? I'm going into that movie knowing I'm watching the end of a chapter. Exactly. That's what I'm going exactly. To you know the heroes are going to overcome somehow, some way. So you're going in there to figure out how this. Happens. And even if they didn't, I still feel like this is about to close a chapter. Yeah, like like I told you, this was the end of a relationship where you mutually agreed to go your separate ways and truly believed it. That's cool. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. So, what you watching, man? Um, I'm watching this. I'm watching this show on Hulu called. Well, I'm actually a couple of Hulu shows. I'm watching this show called um, Rami or Remy. Rami. I think it's Rami. Spell it. R A M Y. 
it's about a, oh, I a, seen a, that billboard. an Egyptian family. Yeah, I've seen that Yeah, billboard. so it's, it's kind of like they're, they're growing up in New Jersey. Like They're like their mid-20s, millennials, the guy, his sister, and his parents. And it's just going through the, the tribulations. He has been um, Muslim. Okay. Which I, I had a whole thing to this because like, they're Egyptian, speak Arabic, Muslim is a religion. Okay. I had to, you know, break that down because, like, you're Chinese, but you don't speak Chinese. You speak Mandarin. That whole thing, I just had a whole mental thing going when it could, on. When that. they get to that ge- geographical shit, I don't even fuck with it, man. Yeah, but you know, it's it's about him. He's trying. He's trying to be a devout Muslim, but he's also in his mid mid twenties. Like, you know, you out here, you getting chicks, and you're trying to get this money, and you're doing this other stuff, and then. It talks about his sister going through things and then his mother as a as an older Muslim woman and how he went through stuff at 9-11 being Muslim and, and stuff like that. So it's pretty good. It's 10 episodes. I'm like on seven, you know. Um, I watched Hannah on on Prime Video. On One Amazon of my favorite Prime. movies. Hannah? Yeah. The, the series? What is Hannah about? It's about the girl that was kidnapped from the... Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah, uh, so uh, Sasha Ronan. It's an old movie. Oh. That's where it came from. The oh. movie was dope. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> but look, look who I'm talking to. Look who I'm talking to. When you say Hannah, it's, it's Hannah? That's what it's called? Yeah, H-A-N-N-A. Yeah, that's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course. Beast. Um, she was a beast. That was that. Of course, I seen The End Game. I seen Little with... Um, Kevin Hart? No, no. Oh, Taraji P. No, not Taraji P. Regina Hall. Regina Hall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Issa Rae was. Oh, in she there. turned into the little black girl. Yeah, turned into the little black girl from Blackish. Gotcha. Yeah, watch that. That was actually a pretty good movie. That's funny. Check that out. Um, you seen it in the theater? Yeah, I seen it in the theater. Oh wow. Date night. Oh, you know. gotcha. It was date afternoon. Date date mm-hmm. datey. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Hey, anybody out there listening? If you oh, seen I tried it, to watch Thriller on Netflix. Where? What? Oh, okay. How was that? It's it's not good. Okay. It's not. Same good. people that made All American, right? I don't. I'm not sure. But I just know it's not good. Okay, we won't watch that. Then. We won't watch that. Yeah, I'm gonna finish it because I don't like leaving stuff. I know. I'm also watching the act on on Hulu about Gypsy Rose um, Blanchard. Her mom, kind of like a Munchausen thing, like her mom had convinced her that she, she had cancer. Yeah, and hmm. that didn't happen to be the case. That's fucked up. It, and it's, it's it's ongoing. They let those episodes out weekly, so you know you, oh. can, you can binge the past six or seven episodes, catch up, and see gotcha, what's going on. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say anybody that's seen Crazy Rich Asians, let me know how it is. I'm tempted to watch that movie, but Bro, you late on. I haven't seen it. But <laughs> I just Crazy Rich Asians like on DVD now. I just, I just but I've heard it's on really it, good. I just like should I click on this? Nah, I ain't gonna click on it. Cause I finally watched Bumblebee and I was blown away. Bumblebee was better than Captain Marvel and Shazam. <sighs> We'll have a Captain Marvel discussion after you watch Endgame. Oh, we'll have a Captain Marvel discussion. All right, man. That's not even a spoiler. We'll just have a discussion. Because you're going to w- wonder why we have this discussion, but you're going to know in your heart why we have this discussion. But I still stand on what I say. Bumblebee was better than Captain Marvel and Shazam. Okay. I'll, I'll have to check out Bumblebee. Been, Bumblebee was nice, man. Okay. Because Michael Bay was all the way the fuck away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but you get John Cena. So it's kind of like... John Cena was cool. I didn't really see him, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. Words of advice. Words of advice number one: You're an idiot. <laughs> Words of advice number two: Nobody can give you confidence, and yet nobody can take it away from you. Confidence is something that you find from within yourself. 
So when you look at that mirror in between just justifying the bullshit that you accept and allow, find discover that you are a confident person and find whatever it is that makes you confident and you exploit that of yourself to your best abilities. I like that. That's, I can, once again, like I always do, piggyback off of it and say, um, put more pressure on yourself to be uh, reliable. I think people need to understand that being a reliable individual pretty much, that puts you in a high place with a lot of people. I think, I don't and it's think, something free. Yeah, I don't most think, of the time. I don't think people understand how important being reliable is. Like, nigga, just simply be reliable. Like, if people know they can count on you, that's a dope thing. And that, I could even tie that to the intro. Like, you, you don't even have to be an empathetic person, but to know that you're there for somebody, like, just to be that person, I think it's important to be that person. I think we need more individuals like that. I don't think a lot of people that we come across on a daily basis are reliable anymore. I got coworkers that don't even reliable. And they're, they're, the ones you got to go man. check behind. <laughs> come on, it's like man. I don't want to do your job, but I got to make sure you do your job so I can do mine. We're grown ups out here, man. Be reliable. Oh. It's so much. It's so much that comes into that, but be reliable, man. That's that's it. That's it. Simple as that. And remember, I'm relying on you guys to subscribe <laughs> to iTunes. <laughs> Leave a comment. Don't just simply hit the five stars. We know we're five star material. Don't just simply hit the five stars. Leave a comment. Leave comments on the SoundCloud. Go to Google Play. Hit up the Spotify. The Instagram will be back up sooner or later. But until then, interact with us. There are still emails and there are still phone numbers that are available. And you should just, what? But what if they got something negative to say? I'm fine with that. Bring the smoke. Bring it. I got a smoke. Bring it. I got a fire extinguisher. <laughs> I got a fire extinguisher. If it gets too high, if it gets out of hand, I'm ready. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Willie F, the fireman. <laughs> and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?